Ta-da. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the best thing that's going to happen to you today and maybe for eternity, too. On your deathbed, you'll be thinking, oh, that day I watched Scott's live stream. Yeah, mostly that. Something about your family, family, blah, 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 but mostly you'll be remembering this. And if you'd like to take this experience up to levels, well, we can't even describe them. They're so amazing. All you need would be a cup or a mug or a glass, a tanker jealous of stein, a canteen jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure, the dopamine of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip, and it happens now. Go. Ah. So much better. Yes, we are private and locals. Nobody can see what we're doing except everybody on YouTube at the moment. Um, Well, I have a theme for today. Well, first of all, let me say happy Star Wars Day to all of you. You all know it's happy Star Wars Day, right? May 4th? As in, may the 4th be with you? All right, in case you didn't know that. Yes, we're all, we're all private here on Locals. But my theme for today is code reuse. All the news that we've already seen. I will talk about some of these, but see if any of these things sound familiar. So they're current news today, but have you ever heard a story like this? Trump accused of sex stuff. Never heard of that one before. How about Biden accused of bribery stuff? Huh, that's new. How about George Floyd too? So how about a school district does some woke stuff? Drag queens are normalized a little bit more. TikTok still not banned. Cities falling apart. Banks in trouble. Ukraine situation unclear. Trans women winning sporting thing. And borders still not secure. And Trump is still outpolling DeSantis. And we're done. Thanks for joining today. Uh, we really appreciate you coming. It's all the same damn news. Sometimes they change the names and dates a little bit, but do I need to hear a, another story about somebody claiming something about Trump? We get it. <laughs> I get it. All right. But we will talk about all these. But first, did you know that they've done gene therapy on monkeys to reverse their, uh, their eyesight? So apparently they made uh, monkeys have younger eyes and they, they fixed their eyesight. Now, I don't know how they get the monkeys to do the eye chart. I guess they taught them to talk before they taught them to see. And so the monkeys would be like, I think that's a G, F, H, I guess. I mean, how else do you test a monkey's eyesight? But that's how I do it. I teach them to talk first to make it easier. Um, So apparently we'll be, uh, oh, in a few years, we'll all be getting this gene therapy. And uh, I don't want to shock you, but my hair is going to regrow. I'll probably be six foot three. And uh, I should look about 22, 23 in a few years. Won't take long. But is it a coincidence that these things are happening at the same time? All right, here are the things happening at the same time. Number one, population collapse possibly the biggest problem in the world. 
that we're not uh, adding enough people uh, to replace. Now, it doesn't look like a problem because we've also increased our you know, immigration as well as our life expectancy. So the total number of people keeps increasing, but not because we're having babies. <laughs> it's, it's the old people and people coming in. So what are the odds that just when the population would collapse, we have lots more immigration, we have AI that will reduce the number of jobs that need to be filled, because one of the biggest problems with population collapse is that you don't have enough people to fill jobs that young people would do. But maybe we don't need many young people anymore. We may, we may be at exactly the time in, in the history of you know, the universe in which we don't need more babies. This might be the only time that's ever been true in the history of the planet. Every other, every other civilization would have been destroyed by a declining population. But now we can fill those jobs with AI. We can, we can make old people work forever because <laughs> they just will be younger. And you, know, you could say this is good or bad, but it's just a fact that we have massive immigration. So the United States might be weirdly in a good position. Isn't that weird? That's too many coincidences. Population decline, when immigration zooms and AI comes in. I don't know. It just feels like too much at the same time. And then, and then the new ways to reverse our aging, all at the same time. That feels like a simulation to me. It doesn't feel natural. All right. Here's the uh, most fun thing happening on the Internet today. Uh, so we've been watching for years as some Democrat will be accused of lying. And then, you know, usually somebody on the right will say, you're lying. And then a left-leaning fact-checker will say, they're not lying. Here's the fact-check. Totally true. Well, now we have a new entrant, (laughs) a new entrant in the fact-checking, which is now that Twitter is adding community notes, we actually have this situation today where uh, uh, Teacher Union President Randy Weingarten, she was uh, accused of a lie. I guess she's saying that she was for opening schools, but there's evidence that she was not as for it as she could have been. And so she said she was for opening schools. She got called a liar. Then PolitiFact came in and said, oh, yeah, Um, she criticized the Trump administration, Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, But but anyway, the the bottom line here is that uh, first PolitiFact uh, called BS on it, and then Community Notes called BS on PolitiFact. <laughs> so now Twitter fact-checks the fact-checkers. How perfect. How perfect. Now, of course, everybody on the left is going to be angry because they think the fact-checks were real. How many, how many people are just going to learn this year that the, that the fact-checking on their side was never real? Do you think they know that? Do you think people on the left are aware that their fact-checkers were never real? Or even tried to be real, really? But the community notes might be the first time they find that out, which will be interesting. We'll see, see what change that makes. All right. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Trump has an interesting defense in his uh, the lawsuit brought by E. Jean Carroll for defamation. So she's not going after Trump for an alleged sex crime, although there is an alleged sex crime. She's going after him for denying it happened. Which is weird, isn't it? All right, we're not talking about the actual sex crime, but we're really mad at you for saying it didn't happen. Would you go to court to prove that you had been, that your story is true? If that's the only thing you were going to prove is that your story was true and the guy lied? It's a weird, weird reason to go to court. One assumes there's some uh, enemy of the president who's funding the lawsuit. I think I saw that somewhere, right? Didn't he say that some billionaire is funding it or something? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But uh, apparently the Trump people are not even going to put on a defense, which would be the lawyer way of saying they haven't proven their case. So do you think he's in trouble if he doesn't put on a defense? I don't know. Because there's no direct evidence to put him in the scene. The only evidence is that, ex, what is it, uh, extemporary? No, what's the word? At the same time it happened, uh, E. Jean Carroll told some people it happened. So I think that's the only evidence besides her own testimony. Extemporaneous, thank you. Contemporaneous. Contemporaneous. Yeah. Is that extemp or contemp? Well, you know it was, same time. But what was interesting to me is that part of the lawsuit, they brought in a completely different woman who had a completely different accusation that Trump tried to forcibly kiss her at Mar-a-Lago during a break when she was interviewing Melania. (laughs) Now, I don't know. I suppose anything's possible. But that one doesn't sound... It sounds a little too on the nose that he tried to forcibly kiss this woman in the room right next to Melania uh, during the break when this woman was interviewing Melania? Mm, maybe. Maybe. But it's a little bit on the nose. But did you hear Trump's defense? <laughs> I don't know if he used the defense for E. Jean Carroll as well, but I think he did use the defense for this woman who made this claim. That, uh, that it didn't happen, uh, and the best evidence of that is that she's too ugly. <laughs> so, <laughs> only Trump, only, only Trump would even try that defense. <laughs> Nobody else would try that defense. Right? They, that would just be off limits. Like every other, every other human being in the world would just say, well, you know, there's no evidence, so you didn't prove your case. Trump takes it to the extra level. He's like, are you kidding? She's way too ugly for that. (laughs) So uh, I immediately had to Google her. So I had to look at the images of the accuser. I just wanted to get a sense of whether that defense was going to fly. Looks like a pretty good defense to me. (laughs) 
I didn't think it was a good defense until I looked at the picture. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty strong defense. <laughs> it's all terrible. And by the way, I, I I feel like I need a silkwood shower after this. I mean, it's all just so icky. But <laughs> I just <laughs> nobody entertains like Trump does. He's he's on his own level. All right, so I don't expect anything to come out of that, uh, but it's just more repeat news. All right, you all saw the story about the uh, gentleman who had some mental problems, and I guess he had some history of some some violence and locked up a lot, but he was on a some kind of a subway car, and uh, people th- apparently thought he was going to be dangerous before he was. And some Marine put him in a chokehold, and a couple other people held his arms, and he died. The, the guy that was being held died. Now, if you saw the video you probably had the same reaction I did, which is, I do not see anything there that should have killed him. So it's sort of going to be like a George Floyd 2, where we get to argue about whether it was racism. Now, apparently one of the cops, or not one of the cops, one of the bystanders who was helping holding the guy down, he looked black, so that adds an extra wrinkle. Um, so there were, there were three people who were not part of law enforcement, and three people who were involved in keeping this guy down, none of them seemed angry. They looked like they were just doing something they thought they needed to do. Um, and none of it looked dangerous. You know, as I was watching, it just looked like he was being controlled. It didn't look dangerous at all. And then he died. Now, how often does that happen? How many people who get restrained end up dying? It feels like it's weirdly too many times. But I guess I have a few thoughts about it. Number one, you know, any death is a tragedy. And um, maybe he had not yet quite committed the crime. On the other hand, uh, I'm fully in favor of the actions taken by the bystanders. Does anybody disagree? Because here's the situation. They had to make a call. They had to make a decision. They didn't get to not make a decision. So this Marine, who is trained to take care of stuff, he had to make a decision. Now, was one of his options to call law enforcement? Did he have a law enforcement option? No, did not. Did not. They were on their own. That, that was the jungle. I mean, you know, it, it was basically, or the Wild West, let's say. It was some adult men who saw a situation and said, well, I guess it's on us, and then they took care of it. Did they accidentally kill him? Maybe. I don't know, we'll wait for the autopsy. But I'm 100% in favor of the actions taken by the men. And I think you're going to see a lot more of it, and you're going to have to. Right. So that doesn't take away from the tragedy of somebody dying who didn't need to. But I think I'm absolutely backing the people who took action. The, the vigilanteism is going, to go out, it's going to go out of control, I think. You're, you're just seeing the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the man who, the Marine who put him in a chokehold, apparently has not been charged. 
So there may be more information coming out of this than we know about. But I hope it doesn't turn into George Floyd too, but you know, AOC and some race grifters will try to turn it into that. Well, the walls are closing in on Biden. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, so now there's a whistleblower, an alleged whistleblower, we don't know about him, who alleges to have seen some document that the FBI is in possession of that describes an alleged criminal scheme that VP Biden, when he was VP, uh, did with a foreign national. And uh, allegedly, according to the whistleblower, the document includes a precise description of who is going to do what and how they were going to get paid for it. Do you believe that story? Do you believe that the anonymous whistleblower has exactly the document? It's the perfect document. It's exactly the one we've been looking for. I'm sorry, no. (laughs) Nope. Do you think that either VP Biden or Hunter were dumb enough to put that in a document? Now, it's possible that a foreign national put it in a document, but there's not going to be anything. There's not going to be anything that says that Biden or, or Hunter agreed to it. Yeah, maybe somebody else wrote it down. Yeah, I don't know. This one's a little too, a little too neat, isn't it? A little too perfect. Now, I'm not saying that Hunter is innocent. That's a whole different story. I'm just saying that this story, with the anonymous source, you know, the anonymous whistleblower. I don't believe any of these. You know, I could change my mind. You know, later when there's maybe more information, I might change my mind. But here's the thing I worry about. Do you know what this smells like? Do you see any analogy to this? Is there something to remind you of? I want to see if if you got triggered the same way. Um, Okay. Well, it reminds me of the Kraken. <laughs> Remember when uh, Sidney Powell had this amazing story of this whistleblower? Yeah, she had a whistleblower. How about that? Yeah, just when, just when you wanted to hear a story about some amazing impropriety in the election system, well, there was one right on schedule with the exact story that sounds like exactly what you might have been waiting for if you were a per- certain person. Yes. A little too perfect. And then it turned out it was bullshit, and it destroyed Trump's ability to complain about the election because such a big one got debunked that it made all, made all the claims look less important. Well, here are the Bidens who have been accused of you know, many and various miscellaneous things. And in the context of these various miscellaneous things, very much like the election, wasn't it? Remember all the election claims? various miscellaneous claims, lots of various and miscellaneous claims, sort of a laundry list of claims. All of them were either debunked or were not sufficient. But there were a lot of them. So what do you do if there are a lot of claims and people are likely to believe them? You come up with a big fake one to take all the energy away from the little ones, and then you make sure that that one falls apart. It's a little too coincidental to me that we've got this perfect whistleblower to, to take all the energy from all the various and different Biden 
accusations. They're going to focus them on this one whistleblower, and then you're going to find it was fake. And then Biden forever will be able to say, look, look what they did. They, they thought they had this whistleblower. It's more fake stuff from the Republicans. To me, it looks like an op. Now, I'm not going to say it is, because I don't have you know, any kind of confirmation. So I have no direct evidence. But pattern recognition suggests this is an intel op, somebody working with the, the Bidens. So I'll just put that out there. Um, so I guess the uh, Colorado, one of their education associations, um, they were noodling with the idea of teaching children that capitalism is bad and, <laughs> and capitalism opposes the things they like, like, uh, oh, it causes systemic racism, it, it's bad for climate change, it perpetuates the patriarchy, um, causes inequity, and all that stuff. And uh, now, I'm not so sure that that plan will be implemented, but it's being actually discussed. There are actually people who will educate your children who want to teach them that capitalism, the, the engine of the country, is bad and should be replaced with something that's never worked ever, which is you know, too much socialism. A little bit of socialism is normal. Too much, not so good. Yeah, how do these people get paid to teach? Now, I saw that... Uh, there's a tutoring business. They had a big stock uh, dump. Uh, their stock went down because of uh, AI. <laughs> I feel like homeschooling plus AI is the, the only thing that's going to save the children. But it's kind of interesting that it's happening at the right time, isn't it? Just when the public school system is becoming useless, because it's really just harming children at this point. Can I say that? Is the public school system mostly a child harm organization? Because they stopped teaching them um, reading and writing and math and stuff. All the scores are, are plummeting, so they're not doing traditional education. But they are brainwashing them with the worst things a human could have in their head in terms of you know, supporting the country and supporting their own lives. <clears throat> I feel like the school system is almost trying to destroy itself at this point. So the, the faster that happens, the better. And I'm not even sure, it used to be, I used to say, I feel so dumb that I used to think this. I don't know if any of you think this, but I feel really dumb the next thing I'm going to say because I've revised my opinion since then. People used to say homeschooling as a disadvantage because you get all the, the social, the social uh, what do you call it, the socializing and the, the social education of going to a public school. That's like saying that going to a prison is good for you because you learn to deal with all the other prisoners. You know, that's a real good life skill. No, it's not. You're basically putting your kids in a cesspool and then patting yourself on the back for toughening them to cesspools. Yeah, I put my kid in a cesspool, but uh, I'm glad my kid will know how to navigate a cesspool. When they get out, they'll be able to do the backstroke of that cesspool. No, they won't. They'll be damaged. 
they'll be abused, they'll be bullied, they're, you know, they'll probably be cutting themselves and God knows what. They'll have cheap sex and too much alcohol and too much drugs. And that's what you put them into. And that's all they're going to get. They're not going to get any of that great socializing you thought you were going to give them. You know what would give them that? Homeschool. Because <laughs> the homeschoolers, this is my observation, the homeschoolers almost all seem to be able to deal with adults better. Have you noticed that? If you meet a homeschooler, they'll make eye contact with you and shake your hand. If you meet somebody who went to a public school, they'll walk past you without making eye contact. It's completely different. So maybe the best thing that's happening in this, in this country is the total self-destruction of the school system. But honestly, in a few years, you're not going to want to hire anybody who went to a public school. It's just going to be such a, a badge of failure, which will be very sad. All right. The, uh, <laughs> uh, here, this next theme will be the too little, too late. <clears throat> See if you have the same reaction to this that I did. And remember, I always put the Dilbert filter on everything. So uh, apparently the White House, they've announced that they're going to do a, a series of measures... So you feel better already, don't you? Feel good. The White House says they're going to do a series of measures. And that's what we needed. Because there weren't nearly enough measures. And they weren't in a series at all. So now they're going to do a series of measures to address uh, AI. So they're going to, I guess, have all their various bureaus and stuff talk about it. And then they're going to introduce policies after they did all this... uh, series of measures. They're going to introduce some policies that shape how the federal agencies uh, procure and use AI systems. So, thank goodness they're on the job. So I wonder how long it will take them to form this, these committees and have their meetings and talk about the possible things that they could do. Um, let me give them a little bit of a wake-up call. Do you know how much time they have to do this? This thing that they're, they're going to meander toward and come up with some, some mission statements of some policies, of some implementations, of some measures that they'll put into series, a series of measures for the committees which will discuss the prioritization of, of course, the long-term possibilities and the consequences of... Too late. You already missed it. In the time it took them to put out this press release, AI evolved to a whole new entity. Way too late. They're, they're not even playing the same game. Here's how fast you should make decisions on AI. During the first meeting. You can't, you can't... The first time anybody who had any power got together to talk about it, they shouldn't have left the room until they had a, some kind of decision. And even if the decision was, you know, slow everything down or definitely don't do these things, you know, we're looking at these things, but we can tell you right now, don't do these things, definitely don't do these things. So, but nothing like that. So the government is completely the wrong tool for AI legislation. Would you agree? 
because AI will advance faster than the legislative process, so it can never it can never uh, be even on the same page. It will never even be relevant. So that's a little bit of too little too late. Um, how about uh, so some more about uh, the TikTok ban? So do you think uh, do you think our government? Uh, it took them a while. Maybe it took them a little while to study it, right? Governments don't work that fast. But maybe now that they've studied TikTok, they're getting ready to ban it, right? Because it's really easy. It's like it's, it's the simplest decision you could ever make. Uh, do you want your enemies to brainwash your public? Simple. No, let's stop that. One executive order, it's done. So at any moment now, TikTok will be banned, right? Because we live in a country in which our government is looking out for us, and they can certainly do simple stuff. What could be simpler? Oh, it's, it's from our enemy, and they have a heat button, and they can change our opinions, and they can change our genders just by TikTok, which they actually can. They can actually change American gender preferences, not for every person, but for a lot. So that's all going to happen, right? No, it's not. Here's my prediction. TikTok will not be banned. Why? Because our government is corrupt. That's why. There cannot be any other reason. We're we're now at the point where we can say with certainty some members of Congress are corrupt. Otherwise, this would have passed a long time ago. This one's easy. right? Now, you might say, but Scott, it's really about the Democrats need TikTok to win elections. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that might be a true and interesting wrinkle in this story, that they need it to win elections. But whatever the reason, they're not operating in the interest of the country, and they're not doing the job for which they were elected, and they do have some financial interests in getting elected, I would call that corruption. If you're going to ignore a big problem for the country because you think it gets you elected... It doesn't matter if you're paid directly or indirectly. That's all corruption. That's not, that's not incompetence. Incompetence would be not able to do it. This is a case where they're easily able to do it. Easily. There's not even an argument for not doing it. It's just one, I don't know, one vote or one executive order and it's all done. The fact that this hasn't been done is almost a guarantee that it will never happen. Does anybody think TikTok's going to get banned? I used to think it was going to happen, but now I can see that the Congress is too corrupt to do it. You know, if I were Trump, I would just start calling Congress uh, corrupt for not banning TikTok. And I would include the Republicans in that, by the way. I would not give the Republicans any, any comfort as long as TikTok still exists in the United States. Trump should just go after him and say, look, if you can't get this simple thing done then the whole organization is corrupt, and you should all know that. But just call it like it is. And I think Vivek could say that directly. Maybe um, JFK Jr. could say it directly, or RFK Jr., sorry. Um, But I don't know. There's never been a cleaner example where I think there's just no ambiguity to this one. It feels like Congress just is not working on your side and doesn't even need to pretend they are at this point. They don't even need to pretend. 
They can just do it right in front of you. Nah, we're not doing this. All right, uh, still the biggest thing that's worrying me is this commercial real estate collapse. Because if the commercial real estate collapses, San Francisco already has a 30% vacancy rate. That's about double normal, I guess. But uh, there will be banks that fail. And I don't know how many of them. So probably this is the scariest thing right now, that, that plus inflation. Inflation, unfortunately, you can predict how that's going to end. Can't you? We'll have too much inflation. <laughs> it's, it's not going to decrease. So, uh, so there will be people like me and many of you. So I worked my entire life to have a certain you know, retirement uh, nest egg. And I think it's probably already reduced by a third just by inflation. So uh, I don't know, I, I don't know any, how anybody's going to retire. <laughs> I mean, if I'm worrying about it, how, how are, how's everybody else doing? So I don't know, that's my biggest worry. What about those drone attacks on the Kremlin? Um, remember, it's Ukraine and it's Russia, so nothing that you hear is real. First of all, I'm not sure there was one. I, I don't think we can be sure there was even a drone attack. It's just Russia says so. Uh, they say Ukraine did it. Ukraine immediately said they didn't. But apparently there have been some other drone attacks on... Um, was it other oil refineries or something? Yeah, two oil refineries in southwestern Russia were uh, apparently hit by drones. So that would be at least three recent drone attacks within Russia. But it would be also unusual for Zelensky to deny an attack. I mean, it's war, so they all lie. But uh, some people are saying, no, Zelensky was so quick to say no that you know, the pattern would suggest it really wasn't them. But who else would it be? Well, one possibility is uh, Russian, you know, internal Russian people who don't like Putin. Do you think the United States is giving any drones to internal Russian dissidents who don't like Putin? Do you think maybe those dissidents got themselves some good drones lately? I don't know. It... If these were, you know, the big serious drones that came all the way from Ukraine, then I would say the dissidents do not have that. Would you agree? I don't think there's any Russian dissidents who have something like a, you know, along the lines of the Iranian loitering, you know, things that can go many, many miles. But maybe, maybe a hobby-sized drone, you know, something you hold in your hand and launch. But would that be enough to? you know, destroy the Kremlin and get Putin. So Putin wasn't even there. So, I don't know. I have a feeling it's, uh, if I had to guess, what's your guess? Internal Russians? Uh, SEALs? No, the SEALs would do a better job. See, the, the fact that it was sort of a lame attempt, and probably the U.S. knows where Putin is, and if we knew he wasn't there and the attack was kind of modest and, I mean, could it be they were just checking the air defenses? Is that possible? Maybe we were just 
you know, probing to see if they had good anti, uh, anti-drone defenses. Now, they say they do, but I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe a stress test. I don't know. Yeah, and the video I saw looked kind of fake. It almost makes me think something else blew up. All right, here's my best, here's my best uh, speculation. I'm going to say that there was some other thing that happened that wasn't a drone attack, but maybe something caught on fire or maybe something exploded, but not a drone attack. And that Russia is using it to justify their uh, more brutal attack on Kiev. So, that, so Russia plans to go after civilians, and of course they're going to go after Zelensky again. They've already tried. But they need some cover to say, well, you tried to kill me, so I just tried to kill you back. Fair enough. So I think, it's, I think the Russians are using it, whether they created the thing or not, they're using it, I think, to... To good effect, war-wise. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as you see, all the news is a repeat. Um, Oh, a little update on Trump versus DeSantis. So Trump is getting um, criticized for having a a lot of professional people on his uh, campaign who would be let's say, associated with, you know, Jeb Bush and Paul Ryan and, like, old-school Republicans. Sort of not, not the usual MAGA group, but, but a more, um, more establishment group of Republicans. And some reporting, I'm not sure you can trust it, is saying that they're doing great, meaning that Trump's entire strategy so far of putting out his policy videos very strong. And uh, also he's announcing lots of endorsements. So he's getting tons of endorsements ahead of DeSantis, so DeSantis will, will have no endorsements to get. They'll all, be, all the good ones will be taken. So there's some, yeah, there's some thought that the so-called rhinos in uh, Trump's campaign are doing a good job. <laughs> so is it bad that he has rhinos working for him, or is it good because he finally has professional staff who know how to do things, and they got the right connections and stuff? You say it's bad. Now, remember, it's his campaign staff, although they do have a tendency to become permanent staff. It could be that he's going to run on less of an uh, outsider basis this time and just sort of use what, he's, what he knows. Yeah. Well, I'm going to still say that when I hear DeSantis speak, uh, it just sounds so not in the same league as when Trump speaks. DeSantis, he just seems like a high school debate team guy. There's something lacking in his presentation that Trump has, you know, in spades. So uh, let me give you a little uh, personal update. So yesterday I go to my mailbox, and there was uh, what looked like some campaign fundraising thing from Trump. And I thought to myself, oh, normally I would throw this away. But uh, I, wanted, I wanted to see how good his persuasion was. So I opened the envelope, 
and it was uh, it was a no from Trump. <laughs> so I, I could see his process because you know I became part of it. So apparently somebody prints out uh, articles that are about him, and probably favor the ones that are positive. And somebody had printed out for Trump um, my comments about his idea to use federal land to build new cities. And you may remember I, I was you know, totally praising that idea as awesome and best thing ever. So somebody printed that out in text form, handed it to him, and he, Trump wrote a you know, note to me thanking me for my nice words and signed it. And I got to say, um, my understanding is that Trump has been, he, he's been a note writer for a long time, right? And I always heard the story of George Bush Sr., who was a lifelong letter writer, so that pretty much every day, I think he had an everyday habit, he would sit down and he'd write at least a few letters, you know, just quick notes to people thanking them for, yeah, thank you notes and just follow up and checking in and stuff like that. And those are really powerful. Yeah, I have to say, if if you get a handwritten note from a national leader, it does actually change how you think. You know, it, it biases you. Now, I was already biased in favor of Trump's skills. I, I still would prefer younger people in office, but you know, he still has a skill. And it looks like he's maybe stronger this time. It looks like he's learned from everything that didn't work, and he's, he's changing that now. All right. Well, building new cities is like flying cars. Well, that's like saying AI will never get here. Because, you know, flying cars are here. (laughs) Just this year, there was a big breakthrough in batteries that makes flying cars complete, or flying cars, at least uh, electric airplanes, let's say. It makes electric airplanes completely practical. So you, you will be alive in the flying car uh, AI era. So that's, but I, th- I think uh, cities built from scratch have already happened. I mean, China's done it. In the Middle East, they've done it. It's just we haven't done it. There needs to be you know, the Apple version. I would love to see an Apple city where they, they just do the best design they can with lots of Apple products. And... Then I'd like to see some competing cities. All right. Uh, and I also think that cities need to get rid of cars. Cars destroy cities, in my opinion. But you would need to design it so you didn't need the cars. All right. Uh, Apple City. I mean, it would just be one of a number of cities. It wouldn't be the only way to do it. Yeah, Disney, Disney basically built a little civilization from scratch. Cities need jobs. Yes, if you designed your city properly, you would design it to create jobs. So you design the city so that you have you know, the right retail spaces for the right kinds of services. Um, See, Olden, River City, okay. 
Uh, remember the too convenient rule for new battery sizes. Too convenient? You mean too on the nose? Or is too convenient that they made this big breakthrough just now? Well, you can still have your car. It just wouldn't be for driving around in your local block. Why retail when you can do delivery? Well, that might be one city design that makes sense. You still need stuff like dry cleaners and coffee shops. Cars mean freedom, yeah. You still have your car. It's just you wouldn't use it in your local neighborhood. you just use it for going to the town next to you. What if Amazon got into Uber? I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, yeah. All right, we're in this new model city with crime. Well, yes. If it's just a cheap city, then, yeah, crime might come in. But part of designing a city would be designing the law enforcement, wouldn't it? So if you designed a city that had good law enforcement, then you're not going to have that much problem. Uh, imagine homeowners, yeah. Maybe drones for delivering stuff, maybe. It will be called racist from the start. You know, that's the good thing about where we're at uh, in our weird wokeness. Uh, we're definitely at a point where people can talk a little more honestly about stuff. So I think things are going to change. Oh, yes. Uh, so Joe Biden is running political ads on my channel. So I'm actually getting paid by the Biden, the Biden campaign, like right now, like this very moment. Uh, Biden is running a commercial on YouTube on my channel. <laughs> so I'm actually I'm, I'm the only person in America who's making money from Joe Biden, except for Hunter. All right. That's not true. He advertises in other places, too. All right. Uh, locals, should I show YouTube that uh, the meme I showed you before I went live? Do you think that's too much? No? <laughs> uh, they say, no, you can't see it. So I put it on... Uh, the, the, there's a meme that I won't describe. <laughs> that's... Uh, let's just say it's uh, it's over the line, but I posted it on uh, on the locals network behind the subscription wall because people won't complain over there. No, I don't think YouTube's ready for it. It's too soon. Um, people won't know what to think until they find out from SNL. Yeah. All right. Um, over whose line? YouTube's. All right. Um, so if you didn't know, uh, Dilbert's office is being visited by Satan, who got a job there. So now Satan has a job in Dilbert's office. And uh, there'll be a lot more coming up. Uh, for the YouTubers, uh, locals already knows this, but... Um, in case you're wondering, Dilbert will be getting a sex bot. 
So now Dilbert is called Dilbert Reborn, and it runs only behind a subscription paywall. So you can't, you can't see it anywhere else. So I can do all the stuff that I wanted to do. And so Dilbert's going to get a sex bot, but I don't want to give you too much of a spoiler, but uh, the sex bot will have a name because it will be an AI-driven sex bot, and uh, the sex bot's name will be Karen. It doesn't go well. Doesn't go well at all. So yes, Dilbert's sex bot will be named Karen, and he will deeply regret that he bought the Karen model because he didn't shop as carefully as he should have. So look for that. Um, but I, and I can tell you that Dilbert probably will not be able to close the deal. <laughs> Dilbert won't be able to close the deal with his own sex bot. Which to me is funny. <laughs> He's going to be re- rejected by his own sex bot, Karen. <laughs> Karen will be doing some complaining. <laughs> She's going to want to talk to the manager. <laughs> you have one in mind for me? You bought me why? <laughs> I want to talk to the manager right away. <laughs> Well, I think it's funny. <laughs> I hope you will, too. Andrew Tate said Dilbert is dorky. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so you're missing a lot on, on Dilbert Reborn. All right. Uh, YouTube, that's all for you now. Oh, question was, how did my book club go? I thought it went really well. So I did a book club for God's Debris and The Religion War, my two books. But that was only for the people on Locals. And they seemed to enjoy it quite a bit. We got had a big, big attendance. All right, that's all for now. I will talk to you soon, YouTube. I'm going to go talk to the Locals people. And see you tomorrow. Wait a minute. So he says, you were wrong big time on Bud Light. What was I wrong about? What was I wrong about? I want to see if I was wrong about something. I just, I just want to see. All right, well, I don't think I'm going to see. Okay. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>